Hello and welcome to the Load Space podcast powered by Vanarama. I'm Vanarama's Tom Roberts and as ever my co-host Grant Bradley is here with me. Grant, hello. Hello. So, there's a little bit of a change to the format. Usually what we do is we do a vehicle per podcast uh, and that's a lot of popping on my microphone there with all so the peas again, per podcast. No, 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 it's absolutely fine. I'm going to keep on going. We've got a bit of a different format as I say. Uh, we've had two vehicles in this week. We've had a big Citroen Relay and a slightly smaller Ford Transit Connect. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about them both in turn. It'll be a longer podcast and hopefully we'll, uh, you know, for the longer commuters among you, it'll be something to listen to. Um, and if not, maybe something over lunch or maybe when you get home and cuddle up on the sofa. I mean, we're not going to tell you when to listen to it. You listen to it whenever you like. Absolutely. But, uh, but Absolutely. Listen. Do, do listen. Do do please listen. Do listen. Um, so, yeah, let's kick off with the first of the two vans that came in, which was the big Citroen the Relay. The big van. And I will just say a quick shout-out to Citroen here. Thank you very much. What they've done was really kind. They gave us a Citroen Relay for a week, and then at the end of that week, we basically just swapped the relay for a dispatch. So that is coming up Don't soon. go giving away all the information. Hey, I'm just, the relay. I'm just giving them a shout-out. Okay, the relay. It's enormous. It's huge. What are your feelings? Well, it's certainly one of the biggest vans I've ever seen, to be honest with you. Mm. I mean, it's the L3H3, so it's not the biggest van, not the biggest relay that's on offer. No. But, I mean, I can't imagine many people would need much bigger than, than what we had. It is a gigantic van. It is. You know, being able to load three pallets in there easily through the side door, I mean, how much bigger do you want it? Well, I mean, that's the point, isn't it? The large van sector is... I don't know. It's kind of swamped, as we as we said, you know. And, and if you watch the video, you'll see we do a little bit of a market roundup towards the end. You've got things like the Peugeot Boxer, the Fiat Ducato, Nissan MV400, the Renault Master, Vauxhall Movano, VW Crafter, the Ford Transit, the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. There's loads of large vans, and you can get into any one of them into the back and go, "Wow, these are cavernous." Um, but I think it's when you're standing next to them mm-hmm. that you suddenly. I think people are drawn to them like a kind of moth. Once you get a, a chance to get in the back of them and, and you're actually standing up at full height and you're not bumping your head on anything, you suddenly feel like you're on a dance floor in like an amphitheatre or something. It just feels like there's so much room in the Clearly back of Clearly we're hanging out in different types of clubs and, and amphitheatres, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take that point. You know, it's, 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 uh, although I will say, as I have said about a few different vans now, and it's not just levelled at Citroen, a little bit basic in terms of storage and, and functionality in the back. It is essentially a big space to put things into, a few tie-down straps. That's pretty much it. Yeah, really. absolutely. It did feel like in the back of the Citroen Relay there were more lashing points, actual proper lashing points embedded in the uh, walls mm-hmm. on the actual panels of the van. I was a bit surprised not to see any lashing points directly onto the bulkhead or any kind of metal panel behind that, but... There are two at the base of the bulkhead, but nothing on the actual wall itself. Exactly, that's what I mean. It doesn't feel like there's any attachment, but to be quite honest, the bulkhead may not necessarily be that strong, so Mm. they're trying to preserve integrity of the vehicle. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, it's it's a big space. Obviously, you're going to load it up with, with big loads. And if you are attaching it to the bulkhead and it isn't that strong, we're not saying that it is. We don't. We don't necessarily know how strong it is, but there must be a reason for it. Because Citroen, Citroen will want you to maximise the amount of functionality you've got with a van of that size. Yeah, Citroen, give us a big bungee cord, really strong one, one of those ones you see on Wipeout, uh, and we will uh, give it a try. See how strong that bulkhead is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, look, it was it was really nice to to get a chance to get that up close and personal with the relay. The back end is incredibly flexible. It's, you know, if you're going to go for a large van you pretty much know what you're going to expect you know yeah. opening up the citroen relay is not going to surprise you what will surprise you though i think is even at you know the h3 
and L3, it just feels so high. In fact, I know that it's class leading. It beats the VW Crafter and Mercedes-Benz Sprinter in terms of height by, I think it's about 30 millimetres, in fact. You're going to look that up? I'm going to look it up. Whilst you're looking that up, I will actually explain, because if you don't know what we mean by H3L3, there are three different heights you can get in the Citroen Relay and four different lengths. So depending on what you need, you can pretty much pick exactly the amount of storage space that you require. And I'm not sure if many other manufacturers have quite so much flexibility in the range of of sizes and, and heights that you can get. You usually get quite a lot of permutations. Do you? Yeah, you do. And, and uh, you know, for instance, a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter comes in probably those sort of range of heights and range of lengths. I think what we what we need to sort of impress on this is that the H3 versions of the Relay are the class leaders. And Citroen... just over 2.1 metres high. And Citroen making a pretty big deal in all the, the bump that I read on their website, that there yeah. are 40 different configurations that you can get. Not just the H3 and the L3, but if you need just the crew cab with the sort of the, the space at the back so you can put on a, a sort of a pickup bed style thing or if you mm. want to put on a, a full box trailer you can do that as well so they're, they're obviously trying to make it as as much of a workhorse yeah. as is needed yeah I mean look if I was going to go for one and actually sort of stamp a this is my favourite of the relay sizes I have to say that when it came to length I found the L3H3 version uh, maybe just a little bit too long I know there are some people that will want to carry long loads and that's absolutely fine but while I was driving it I found it uh, that I clipped the back wheels on on a couple of curbs and actually the uh, L2H3 so highest and kind of somewhere in the middle kind of length would have been perfect mm. in fact you know i think on our website at the moment we're doing some pretty good deals on the uh the l2 h3 version so it's well worth a look actually you can probably get it for a pretty good price as yeah. well yeah i mean again it's all personal preference for me i thought the h3 again offers loads of space and i can mm. understand the people who would want that but for me on a daily basis i probably want the h2 or below just mm. because i can't imagine how i'd use that height but again because we've got so many different options available including the h3 l2 mm. You know, you can get what you need relatively easily. So, it's not just the highest. It's also got one of the widest loading bays Mm -hmm. in its class of vehicle at 1.8 metres from panel to panel and 1.4 metres between the inner wheel arches. And because a Euro pallet is, I think, 1.2 metres across, you can very easily, at its widest, slide a Euro pallet in through the back door. And because the side door is 1.2 metres wide you'll also find that sliding a a pallet in on its side in through that side door is also really easy. So no matter how you want to load up, if you've got, you know, a queue of vans behind you, you can just get those pallets in straight in through the side as well. We're not just waxing lyrical. We actually did try this. We we know it works. I mean, and that's the thing. It's really great to be able to see that. You can say it, but you want to be able to see it as well and put it to the test. And yeah, no problems at all. That was quite Roy Walker. If you see it, say it. You say it, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Very nice. Let's have a little look down this little list of things that we want to talk about. I mean, I'm going to talk about the interior storage as well, because it's not just about how much you can fit in the back. There's loads of space to shove stuff in the front. Mm. And they have thought about it. Okay, it's not the most technologically packed cabin, as you allude to in your review, but Mm -hmm. in terms of glove boxes, door storage, dash top storage as well, and cubby holes, I mean, you are really going to be able to stuff whatever you want inside there. I completely agree. So, yeah, I mean, as you say, the particular version we had, I think, was probably the base level of trim, which is absolutely fine. You know, sometimes when you get a lone vehicle, you get, like, you know, top spec. Sometimes when you get a lone vehicle, you get somewhere near near the bottom. I mean, look, 
I use the word workhorse a lot to describe things like the Citroen Relay. It's tough, it's durable. You know, while we were actually doing the review, you, you came across uh, this nice turn of phrase. You know, uh, the steering wheel may not be leather, but it will last forever, which I thought was a really nice uh, way of summing it up. Mm-hmm. That's the point. It's all hardware and fabrics. It's all durable plastic surfaces, easy to replace, easy to polish up. If it gets a bit scuffed, you know, it's it's not like you're scratching up a great big suede panel or something that happens to be on the dash. You know, I, I got into the, the cabin of it just to have a look around because... Obviously, I'm not the reviewer. You are. Um, but as we were filming it, I had a look at it, and I was like, I really recognise all of this. And it's used... I, mean, I think it's kind of diving into the parts bin of the previous generation, like, of, of the uh, Fiat Punto, Grande Punto, because a lot of the switch gear look very similar. And <laughs> in, in that regard, I can say that I had a Punto once upon a time, and, you know, it was rock solid. So if they're using the same plastics, if they're using the same bits of trim... All right, it's not the most desirable material in the world, but it is going to stand the test of time. Absolutely. And that is one of the key things. I mean, again, we are a leasing company, so it's worth touching on the fact that at the end of leases, damage charges are something that, you know, if above and beyond fair wear and tear, you will have to pay for it. But with tough, durable surfaces like you find in the Citroen Relay, you would be hard pushed to damage any of that. Yeah. It's incredibly tough. And that's the point. I mean, even on the steering wheel, the controls that are mounted on that steering wheel, they may look very basic, but I guarantee you, if you're getting in and out of that van all the time, you're using it, you're driving it long distances, you're not going to mess them up. You're not going to break them. They're really tough buttons. And I feel I should say that, I mean, we've used the word basic a couple of times now to describe the cabin, but you're still you're still getting all the things that you kind of would expect. You've got Bluetooth, you've got a USB point on the stereo, you've got a trip computer, you've got electric windows... It, it has the creature comforts of a basic van. You can step up to the Enterprise model if you want more kits and if you want to get a few more toys, but really, if you just want a van that's going to do its job and not cause you any real problems, it's the perfect way to start. Absolutely. I was going to say, calling a van interior basic is not a derogatory statement. It's not doing it down. It's not putting it down. It's basically just saying there's no bells and whistles in there because it's all about work. You know, that's what this van's all about. That's what Absolutely. it's been built for. You know, Citroen designed it from the ground up to be hard-wearing. That's why when they were testing it and testing all the components, they slammed the doors half a million times, you know, just to make sure that everything would work and keep working. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely it definitely shows in the overall quality of it. I think there's a word, there's an expression that I know you don't like me using, but it has a, a rough-and-tumble feel to it. It feels like you are going to be able to put it through a little oh, bit rough of Rough-and-tumble and tumble I can deal with. It. It's, <laughs> it's calling stuff roughy-tufty that gets oh, a bit... All right, okay, okay. <laughs> we said we wouldn't mention that again. Oh, fair enough, sorry. But no, it, it does have a feel that it's going to last a long time. And I yeah. think that's the thing. With those sort of vehicles, you're going to put a lot of miles on them. You're going to be putting heavy loads in there. It's going to be working hard every single day of its life. And it's just nice to know that they've built it to be resilient. Absolutely. And that's not just from hardware and fabrics. You know, the engine itself has to have some airtime. Yeah, tell me about the engine. Because obviously, when you did the road test, I wasn't in the vehicle with you. Yeah. I was driving the chase car. Just to give away a few of our little industry secrets, when uh, Tom's doing his reviews out on the road, uh, we're filming from the car in front. So he is really on his own. I only know what he's saying when we get it back into the computer and I can actually look at all the footage. So what's it like behind the wheel? It was actually a really nice drive. Sometimes when you're driving big vans, especially ones that are really high, you can feel a bit top heavy. Sometimes you can go around corners and you feel a bit like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm going to lose control of this any moment, or whoa, I'm going a bit too fast here. There wasn't really any point that I felt like that. I felt that the gearbox was very responsive, its engine braking was very urgent as well. So if I, you know, did knock it down a few gears coming up to a roundabout or something like that, I could feel the engine was working very hard to slow me down. But equally, 
when I was up in sixth gear when we were on some of our longer stretches, I found that the engine was still really responsive. If I put my foot down on the accelerator, it would suddenly pick up. I would see the revs climb and I was thinking to myself, blooming heck, but this is a two litre blue HDI engine that is in, at the moment, all of the relays. It's a very, very good engine. Um, the original relays, I think, well, sorry, not the originals, but the previous model of the relay had a 2.2-litre engine. And yeah. I think even though it was a slightly bigger engine, power output was probably somewhere around the same. Um, this one is a Euro 6-compliant engine. It's got AdBlue, so you do need to add AdBlue in there. But, you know, it's a small price to pay for a very tough, very uh, very responsive engine. And the gear stick as well. I've got to give a big shout-out to that dash-mounted gear stick. Very smooth and very easy to slot okay, in and don't, out. Don't, don't get giving away all the points of the review. Really, if you want to get all the information, you yeah. need to go over to YouTube and watch the review. But one thing before we, we do move away from that, I just wanted to ask about the suspension, because obviously a van that's that big can carry a heavy load, and we were yeah. driving it unladen. Yes. Did it feel bouncy? Did it feel like it was a little bit sort of lively? Well, I mean... Again, you know, with large vans like that, like especially at that height, yeah, you are going to get a bit of wobble and stuff. And yeah, I mean, without a load in the back, it did feel a little bit spongy, but it was the kind of spongy that you knew under load would stiffen up really well mm. and you would feel kind of planted. It would be interesting to see, actually, maybe for next time, um, when we get a big van in like this, if we actually load it up with some actual weight and see kind of what we get. But, you know, I have driven larger vans under weight and, and that kind of suspension I was... Um, the suspension feeling I was experiencing with the relay was quite akin to ones that do stiffen up nicely under under load. Well, that's my question answered then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was really good. I, you know, I've got to give Citroen full credit. It's a really, it's a really good van. It's yeah. a really good engine as well, and the gearbox is is excellent. It's a six speed gearbox. Very cool. Well, as I say, if you want to watch the full review of the Citroen Relay H3 L3, do head over to our YouTube channel to check it out. Nice. And with that, let us move on to the Ford Transit Connect. So. What I like about Ford is that they are always quite ballsy with their marketing taglines and their marketing statements. And do you know what? The one for the Ford Transit Connect uh, is big on space, big on choice. Well, I mean, that's that's true, really. I mean, it's not that big on choice because you have two main options. Well, sorry, I'll rephrase. There are two main options, but four main choices you can make. You can either have a short wheelbase or long wheelbase, and you can have a single cab or a double cab. So that's four choices so it's not that big but i think what they're alluding to is the sheer amount of options and personalization yeah. and customization there there is a ton of equipment and choices you can make on the new transit connect when a big manufacturer like ford that has a huge car arm as well as a huge lcv arm you can see all the sharing between the the two platforms all of the options on the Ford Transit Connect, and in fact all the other LCVs in Ford's uh, LCV proposition, they all have the kind of option list that you'd only expect to find on a car. Yeah, and that's because it's all of that, all of that shared over. I mean, the limited trim, for instance, which is the which is the one we've got, which is the one at the trim level that we've got. You know, not only does it have that iconic new Ford grille with the new facelift, you know, we're talking 16-inch alloyed wheels, body-coloured door handles and mirrors, automatic wipers, headlights. It's just packed. And then on the inside, you've got voice control and so many more things that I don't really want to go into right here because I want to kind of draw yeah. people to the reviews. But I kind of want to get across that even when you sit down on the seats, oh, my goodness, you can tell you're sitting in a limited. You know, it's absolutely it, it's wonderful. very, very similar inside to how the, the Ford Fiesta feels mm -hmm. and the current, well, maybe not the current generation of Focus because they've only just refreshed that. That's right. But the last generation of Focus, in terms of material quality, in terms of aesthetics, in terms of actual layout and button feel, 
it's very very similar and that to me is is a good thing because you know i've only ever really driven passenger cars not really done a lot of commercial vehicles never really had a reason to so the transition for me into a van like that actually feels very comfortable and very easy and i just like having a lot of toys like I really do I just like you know I want to be able to push a lot of buttons I want to be able to make it speak to me when I push the voice control button I want certain features that that unfortunately on the model we got our hands on weren't there but are really cool if you actually option them for example you can get it to park itself you can have a full Ford Sync 3 system which pairs with your phone and gives you sat nav and there's just there's things like that that you can really go a little bit mental with the option list and kind of spend a small fortune. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Options are, are absolutely swelling in the van world these days and, and nowhere else is that more apparent at the sort of smaller end of, uh, of van scale. But I've got to give a touch on the um, the engine because okay. not only does the Transit Connect have all those options and yep. that's what it's rightly applauded for, its engine, the 1.5 litre EcoBlue diesel, um, is absolutely phenomenal. The running costs are so low because what they quote is around 58.9 to 68.9 miles per gallon anywhere in that region i mean the return on investment on a ford transit connect is massive yeah i think that's that's one of the things that they've really tried to focus on in terms of environmental impact and also financial impact when you're driving around like that you want to try and get high mpg you try to make it as cost effective as possible to run they have nailed that they really have Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, touch on that car like Comfort and Drive. It's got an incredibly low turning circle of, I think, when it's uh, even when it's fully laden, L1 is just 11 metres. Just straight round like that. Done. And you, you're absolutely round that corner. Handles like a dream. And actually, the kind of low... Uh, low sort of ground clearance that you've got on there actually makes it feel like you're driving a much sportier vehicle than yeah. you are. You'd be forgiven for thinking uh, that you're in, uh, you know, something like a Focus uh, when actually you're sitting in a very small van. I mean, they do do a sport version of the Transit Connect, so it's the top bit, trim level. That's the isn't top it? trim level. It's got the the unique alloy wheels and stripes on the bonnet if you really want that sort of thing. But yeah, whichever model you go for, it has that sort of responsive, sporty drive. And again. As we touched on earlier, there are four different options you can have in terms of what you need in terms of practicality. So if you need a dual cab, if you need more space, you can have the long wheelbase. They've tried to really point it in the direction of anybody who'd want a a smaller van. I mean, being able to get anything from 1.2 cubic metres of space right up to 3.6 cubic metres, that is flexibility. And I think that's the sort of thing that is going to attract a lot of different customers. Yeah, and do you know what? Even at its higher level, if you go for um, there's a there's a package called I think heavy duty or heavy load or something like that, which which can even allow you to carry over a thousand kilograms in payload, which is absolutely amazing. Let's um let's move on to that sort of area. Okay. Um, they're not lying when they say they're big on choice and big on space because actually in the back of even the L1, they say that you can easily fit one or two pallets in there. Now we squeezed ours in there. Absolutely fine. No problem. I mean, to be honest, I, I, I was kind of balking at trying to squeeze a second one in there and slamming the doors in case I damaged them because, of course, it's a lone vehicle. I don't want to uh, incur any charges. Um, but, yeah, you know, 1.2 metres wide, 1.2 metre high back doors, so that's nice and square. You'll get things in and out. 1.2 metres, of course, is the width of a Euro pallet, so you'll be fine in there. Um, the side door is only 43 centimetres wide, but it still retains the full 1.2 metre height. Um, so that's obviously for just sort of ducking in and out. If there's yeah. something that you want to yeah. get out of the back, that's quite easy. Um, the load space length on the L1, which is the version we had, was 1.5 metres. Width was 1.5 metres at its maximum. And actually shrinks down by about 30 millimetres 
uh, between the wheel arches to 1.2. But again, that's Euro pallet width, so yeah, it's not it's not fine. entirely done. I mean, it doesn't feel tight in the back. No, not at all. The only thing that kind of reduces a little bit of space is if you go for anything other than the base model, you get a uh, they include a plastic easy clean floor liner. That's right. Which robs a little. T- t- when we're talking fractional amount of space, but I'd rather have that than not have it. Absolutely. Again, it's easy to clean, and you know, if you're going to use your van every single day, you want to make sure that it's as good condition as it can be. Absolutely. And you know, and especially if you get it on a lease on a sort of a business contract hire basis, you know, uh, a load liner just protects the inside of the van, and uh, you know, protects your investment in that leased van right at the end. So, in, in terms of, we'll go now on to behind the wheel. And again, you drove it. Yep. What do you think? Well, like I say, it, it feels a little bit more sporty than it really is. The engine is incredibly good, uh, very responsive, and I, I, I can't believe the miles per gallon readings that I was getting. You know, I, when, when I see a quoted sort of 58 to 68, I think, yeah, nah, right, whatever. I'm going to be averaging maybe, you know, 35, 45. I was there. I was absolutely there. On those longer stretches in the high gears, you know, obviously that's where it takes. It'll do it. It will absolutely do it. Like I say, the return on investment in terms of running costs on the Connect and indeed quite a lot of Ford's LCV propositions are incredibly good. They are incredibly honest in those terms you know sometimes you feel like oh my goodness i'm not just not going to reach these figures that are being studied but but i did it was very surprising it's um like you know it drives like a car um it's yeah under load it was really nice and responsive it didn't feel too top heavy there was no kind of waving around uh ford's vans i think have always been really good at being weighted right so there's a lot of weight down the bottom of the vehicle rather than kind of waving around on top it would be interesting at some point to compare the l1 to an l2 i'd love to get an l2 in ford if you're listening uh, hit us <laughs> up it'd be great to uh, to do that it would also be really interesting to get a double cab version cram it filled with you know all five people, people. And get and, their perspectives and absolutely get their yeah. perspectives and also you know just find out what that um, engine is like when you've got all that weight in there and it's you know not just cargo it's actually people that'd be really cool can i talk about something really superficial that i i liked and I've only had a chance to move it from one part of our filming location to another, so it's not a long drive. Yeah. But the seat being able to be adjusted in eight different directions, yeah. and once you get yourself comfortable having a leather steering wheel, which you get on the limited model or yeah. above, it's just it's just really nice to actually have those things at your fingertips. I mean, Ford really have paid a lot of attention to detail into where they put buttons and switches and dials to make it as easy to use as possible. When you yeah. get into a Ford... Everything just feels logical. But the actual quality of what you're touching and feeling on a daily basis is really nice. And it's not something every manufacturer pays attention to. It's not something that every manufacturer thinks is that important. But you know what? If I were going to be driving a van like that every day for several hours at a time, I'd want those creature comforts and I'd want it to feel nice. I completely agree with you. In fact, the VW Caddy is one of those vehicles that when you sort of look at the other other vans in the small van category, you think... My goodness, that looks amazing. Mm -hmm. And actually, it wins quite a lot of reviewers' votes for user-friendliness. But that's not to say that the Ford Transit Connect doesn't keep up. You know, the the Connect is very nice. And like you say, it's very easy to see where everything is. You don't find yourself kind of scrabbling around looking for a button. It's all very clearly marked. And because you are sitting kind of lower in that vehicle than, than a lot of other smaller vans who... Uh, you know some of the PSA group vans the riding position you feel is like actually sitting, really high yeah, some of those vans you feel like you're sitting on top of it rather than in it yeah absolutely I mean, do you know what And it's funny it's, it might just be a quirk of the um, the PSA group vans or maybe I've just been driving a lot of possibly. them recently possibly it's very crazy but but again you know other bells and whistles on the interior very nice trim especially at the limited level the headroom was really good I didn't feel like there was any particular problem in there and no, you, a, you're I'm, a very tall man well I'm a big guy but most of my, my length is in my, my legs and my arms yeah I've got a short torso 
also. So headroom is usually quite good in most vehicles, but I was very comfortable for legroom. Good. Didn't have a problem at all. That's good. So, it, you know, in, in that respect, it wins for me. And again, I know I'm talking a lot about in terms of button feel and, and layout, but a little while ago, Ford had a, a thing where they were trying to go for, let's go for interesting design. Mm. I think the, the last generation of the Fiesta, or maybe the one before that, brought in some choices that I thought, hmm, that's interesting. Not the most easy to use, not the most sort of easy to get to grips with, and that kind of flowed through the rest of the range. They've really got their act together now. It all feels very intuitive. It's very easy to understand. I just think they're on to a winner. Absolutely. And do you know what they win my vote for quite a lot on Ford? Cup holders. Cup holders? They're always very good. Even in the Ford Transit Custom, I think those are almost like class-leading uh, <laughs> cup holders. And I'd say the connectors inherited some uh, some of that class-leading cup holder action as well. Well, whilst we're on to cup holders and cubby spaces, you may not have remembered this. I'm, I'm sure you do. But uh, underneath the main audio controls, there's a little tiny slot there where you can stick your phone. Yeah. And unlike on other models that I've tried, when you accelerate, your phone doesn't go flying out of it. It's because of rubber matting. But that's the point. Yeah. They've thought about it. They have. I mean, ergonomically, well ergonomically speaking, Ford are, well, maybe not necessarily the the undisputed masters, but they're certainly giving everyone else a run for their money. Okay, so we've, we've, we've given Ford quite a lot of love. Is there anything you don't like? What, about the Connect? I tell you what, if you want to find that out, you have to check out the review. Yeah, there you go. That was quite a loaded, um... <laughs> Let's have a look just very quickly at the rest of the offering in the market space. Uh, Mercedes-Benz Citan, some people say... It's not necessarily up to the usual kind of Merc levels of luxury inside. Still drive one, though. Yeah. someone said, do you want a Merc sit-down? I'd be like, yep. Yep. It's, you're paying for the badge. You're paying for the badge, yeah. The three spokes, that's what you're paying for. Uh, the MV200, uh, a lot of people say odd shape, odd size. That's a Nissan. And, uh, it's, and it's now kind of, I mean, it's been left behind because of the new MV300. Uh, yeah, and we've got a 350 concept as well. So um, It's neither a small... It's neither like a pro it's not really a proper small van, it's not really a proper medium van, it's kind of somewhere in between, which is a bit strange. I think that's I think, why it loses out sometimes. I think we'll be waving goodbye to it soon. It'll be bye-bye, Grandad. Yeah, Renault Kangoo. Fleet users love them, mm -hmm. but I think it's probably time for an update. It hasn't been updated for quite a while. Uh, Fiat Doblo Cargo. Well, when you have a van uh, of that size that can take payloads of 1,000 kg. Bellissimo. Uh, it's absolutely superb. Uh, VW Caddy, yeah, it looks awesome. Payload's pretty high too. Enough said, really. The VW Caddy gets a lot of uh, lot of love in this sector. Yep. And then you've got the PSA Group's vans, the Vauxhall Combo, the Citroen Berlingo, the Peugeot Partner. Which are all much of a muchness, but as we've discussed in a previous podcast, we like. Absolutely. Uh, the, the Berlingo is the one getting all the rave reviews, but the Combo is the one that's currently outselling the rest. And it's the one I prefer the look of. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's. that's interesting yeah so i mean you know that's quite interesting we've had two vans in this week that are so far from each other in terms of the spectrum that you've got the very big very tough and rough um and ready citroen relay and that the other end of it you've got the small but really well appointed mm -hmm. very comfortable filled with bells and whistles at the limited level the transit connect yeah what was your favorite I like the Transit Connect. I mean, I'm not even going to go for the whole sort of, well, I have to say, no, I like the Transit Connect. For me, because it's so car-like and because I'm, I'm more comfortable in a car than I am in a van, it's a natural choice. It carries everything I could have expected to put in there. I can't ever expect to see myself filling an H3L3 relay. Uh, I like all the toys, the bells, the whistles. Again, a leather steering wheel. I know you don't need one if you're going to be driving something like a relay, but I just like having one. Yeah, fair dues. I'm the other side of the coin, actually. The yeah. Citroen Relay reminds me of a simpler time. 
when <laughs> vans were vans and they were designed to be big workhorses that you just sort of yeah exactly let's get the hovis music in here um you know it was it was a simpler age um but it was nice it was good to get into a van that literally made no pretenses to be anything other than tough and durable you've got a far off look in your eye i have it was yeah it's a little tear sort of like for a moment long ago absolutely but it was really nice i I really enjoyed it you know say what you like about the bigger vans and that you know uh, they're being sort of left behind it's not the case look the mercedes-benz sprinter may be the big van with all that tech and the three spokes on the front but things like the citroen relay they're great they, they do exactly what it says on the tin and I actually really like that there's no pretense no airs and graces it is what it is there's always going to be a need for something that's going to carry that big of a load when, when I'm moving house that's when I'll need a relay yeah I mean goodness me the doors were slammed 500,000 times to make sure they work properly I mean this is not the in our review no but this this is a question like what happens at 500,001 did it just fly Fall. off Yep, that's or it. did it explode? Or I did love it, it when manufacturers sometimes make claims about cars. You know, we drove for 24 hours on the Nürburgring. And it's like, okay, so what happened after 20, hour 24? The engine blew up? Like no, drive, no, 20, we did, 24 hours, that's fine. That's We, we ticked the box. I think it's the same. Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to give Citroen the benefit of the doubt. I reckon that it was still absolutely fine after 500,000 door slams. Because funny enough... In the Ford Transit Connect brochure that I was reading recently, it made some bold claim about uh, 250,000 door slams. So it's half as good. So it's half as good, <laughs> but it's half the size. Yeah. So, well, it's a third of the size, so it's absolutely fine. If that's the case, then it's done even better than it should have done. I, I mean, By statistical standards, obviously. I know it's an impressive figure. Half a million door slams. It's a lot of door slams. But, but really, what is that trying to prove? Mm, that if you have a big argument, you can repeatedly slam the door over yeah. and over and over again and nothing's going to happen? Little couples having arguments in their Citroen relays? No. If you are, give us a call. <laughs> yeah, give um, us a call. No, please call. Please call. If you have been affected by any of the issues raised in this podcast, <laughs> please call the Valorama helpline on. <laughs> okay, so there you go. Those are our opinions on the Citroen relay and the Ford Transit Connect. And of course, if you want to check out our reviews for either of those vehicles or any of our other reviews, do head to our YouTube channel where you can find those and a load of other videos all about vans and commercial vehicles. Do you know what? You spoke that exactly like you've been, I don't know, a voiceover artist in a former life. Ah, don't like to brag. Hi, TV's Grant Bradley here. Just go to YouTube and watch some videos. Anyway, on that note, thanks for listening and let's cue the music! Thanks for listening to the Load Space podcast powered by Vanarama. You were listening to Vanarama's Tom Roberts and co-host Grant Bradley. If you'd like to listen to any more of our podcasts, head over to SoundCloud, iTunes or Spotify. Just stick in Vanarama and you'll find us.